Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. So in your family, do you have a little dictator who, I'm sorry, a little director who is in charge of all the activities? Or maybe you have a number cruncher or you have a social activities coordinator who brings all the fun. Every child is unique and recognizing those unique strengths and the differences can sometimes help bring peace during chaotic family times. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who heads up Focus on the Family's parenting department. You can't always deal the same way with each child. In fact, you shouldn't, because you might have one child who cares more about relationships, another who doesn't, and uh, you've got to treat them uh, differently but equal. Uh, Danny, talk about those challenges, especially if you've got a friend who maybe has you know, a teen boy and a teen girl, and they're different. <laughs> well, you could treat them the same, and it could get very frustrating. Yeah. The fact is that we all filter reality from our own angle and own perspective, and that creates uh, complications along the way. So it's important to uh, really realize what are, the, what are the strengths, weaknesses, ways that, that they see reality. I know with my daughter, she loves to uh, go on runs, have, uh, have an experience together that's very adventurous. My son, on the other hand, loves to sit together and have conversation, and, but it's fulfilling the same need, which is that bid for connection. Mm-hmm. They're wanting connection in their own unique way with their own unique interests. And, uh, yeah, that can be challenging, yet very fulfilling because you're actually being successful at connecting. Well, try connecting with eight kids, as our guest today, Julie Lyles Carr, does every day. She's got eight children, and mm-hmm. um, she's wow. an author and speaker, and she shared some insights about the different personality types with Focus President Jim Daly and me. Let's go through the DISC acronym and describe it for us, the D of DISC. What does that represent? I changed the word just a little bit because I felt that some of the technical terms that are used in the traditional DISC, and there are actually even some that preceded that that were even a little more strong, I wanted these terms to feel victorious and like a win. I, I didn't want it to be, oh, that's the bossy one, or, you know, oh, yeah. that's the shy one. You know, I wanted it to feel like right. from a place All of empowerment. Positive. Very much so. So with the D, I've, I've called that the director. And and this is <laughs> like the kid, that. you know, that you just see on the playground who just seems to organically be able to get everybody in line, and we're going to do a play here on the playground, and I'm going to do this, and you're going to do this, this, and this. And people go, Oh, okay. Like, it's, <laughs> right. like, it's just Fall that vibe. Yeah, right. just that vibe. They're leaders. They're leaders. They are leaders. Now, I, I believe everybody is a leader. Right. Everybody's leading somebody. But these are the ones who tend to lead the biggest groups in an organized way and in a way that is very, very task-specific. That's a really important designation between the next one I'm going to talk about, which is the I, and I call that one the inspirer. Now, the inspirer can get everybody together on the playground, but it's for audience, because they're going to do a comedy bit. <laughs> so <laughs> right, it's a little okay. bit different. And theirs is much more about those relationships and having fun and being spontaneous and engaging everybody in that sense of fun. And so that's the difference between those two styles of leadership, if you will. They're both very attractional. People tend to flock around. But for the director, it's task. 
And for the inspire, it's more people relational. relationship. Yeah, correct. And then I have what I call the S, the steadfast. And this is the person who also is very relational, like the influencer. But the steadfast doesn't need 274 friends at a sitting. They're great with just a smaller group that they really invest in. What's also interesting with the steadfast is as much as the inspire doesn't really care if things are different and new and there's no routine, the steadfast really likes for things to be fairly platted out. They like to know what's coming. They are an amazing person to come alongside, a great second, if you will. I kind of don't like that term. It's a little weighted. But a wonderful weighted, but friend, a good Wonderful friend. They're the one. Me, yes. All that. All of that. So I love the steadfasts in my life because I just think they help make the world go round. And then we have what I call the curator. And the curator, that's the person who labels their label maker. Like they really love spreadsheets. They really love knowing the data. And they don't really need people in general. There's something of a lone wolf. Like, you know what? I got this. You guys are great. Let me go do my thing. We need curators in the world. They're really important to have. And I think that they lead in a way that is sort of different, obviously, than a D or an I or an S. But they lead in a way by saying, let's set a standard. And when you're someone who sets a standard, you are leading. And so I also find that the curators in my world are more task-oriented. So we've got the director and the curator who are more task-oriented. The director wants people to organize. <laughs> the curator wants stuff to organize. The I, the influencer, and the S, the steadfast, are more relational. The influencer likes and inspirer is another way of saying it, also really likes to have lots of people around. The steadfast really doesn't need as many, but also likes that relational aspect. Julie, this has been so much fun. We're going to have to have you back. Thank and you. talk more about this. Um, in the book, Raising an Original, you do have the, the, the assessment uh, mm -hmm. for the child. And so when you pick up the book, you can uh, use that with your own kids to kind of identify where they're at. I think that's terrific. You know, even within those four DISC personality types, it's pretty safe to assume that each child has a different mix of those. My kids are different. I've got uh, I've got a couple of D's. I've got an S, uh, or two actually. I've got an I, and then I'm not sure what the, what one of them is. We have six kids, so I, I lose track. But Danny, how about you? Where are your kids in this um, DISC acronym? In fact, why don't you lead off by just saying again what those four things are? Yeah, the first one's director. That's the D, and then I is uh, an inspire, right? And then you have steadfast as an S, and then uh, C is a curator, then <laughs> a very organized person. Yeah. Uh, so you have my in my home, we have a steadfast, I have a steadfast son, and then an inspired daughter. And the the fact is that we all can land in different places in that. We're not boxed into one, but one of them is going to be more dominant than the others. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be certain situations that are going to demand other portions of our personality. So with my, for instance, my son, my steadfast son may need to be a little inspirational while he's in student council. And that may not be as natural. Yeah. It's like writing left-handed, but it can still be developed. And he has pieces of that. And that's where he can learn from his friends how to be more of an inspirer. And it doesn't mean he can't become a little bit more of that uh, and still remain true to the steadfast core personality that he's got. Yeah. What do you think about um, like a crisis or a stressful situation? What comes out in our personalities in those moments? It, t it tends to be the, the negative side to our the more immature, emotionally filled portion of that personality. Okay. So instead of steadfast, you may become uh, a, a little bit uh, insecure. In, in who you are, you may become insecure in your relationships because you still long for that relational component and that 
you may rely into the loyal side of things, but if your world's turning upside down, you may become controlling in those relationships and wanting people to reassure that you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it could bring the negative side. The directors are the most obvious ones. They become super controlling. They direct everything. Uh, they they can become demanding and run over okay, people. Stop talking now. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror thinking, oh, maybe I'm higher D than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, John, the directors can be amazing leaders. So let's remember that as parents. Those yeah. are the ones that we can call maybe strong-willed children. Yet they can become amazing leaders. And so, as you were saying, with stress, if, if stress is our, our almost panic button or stress is our negative button, maybe we learn how to manage stress and utilize our personalities, strengths in our relationships with others. Yeah, that's good advice. And we just want you to get a copy of this book. It is so helpful to go through these personality types. This is one of what I would say is probably 10 good grids for parents to keep in mind for married couples to have in the back of the head in terms of how you deal with the people in your life, how you understand them, how you approach them. And uh, certainly having a handle on the unique personality of your child is going to help you uh, better parent them and equip them for success in life. So get a copy of Julie Lyles Carr's book, Raising an Original. Uh, Make a donation of any amount to Focus today, and we'll send a copy of that book as our thank you gift. We also have Christian counselors. If you've got a situation in your home and you just really need to talk to somebody about that, we've got details about the counselors, resources like Julie's book, and ways to donate in the show notes. Next time, insights about how resilient kids can be after a tough struggle. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 